What's up, family? Happy Wednesday. It is WrestleMania week. The countdown is on. It's the week we've been waiting for. It's your man, GB. This is The Faction. It's powered by Bonnerfied Radio, and it's time to get right down to it, folks. It's that WrestleMania conversation that only the brothers of The Faction can bring to you. Of course, I'm not by myself. I've got my good brother, Courtney Beard. What's up, brother? Salute, my people. We are all the way up, and you know what it is. We are just days away from Kofi Mania. Can you feel it? Listen, this Kofi Mania thing is about as real as it gets, and uh, I definitely can feel it. GB, do you know what it's going to be in my house when WrestleMania ends? It's going to be like when, 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 when Eddie Murphy played Prince in basketball and afterwards they had pancakes when kofi wins i'm gonna have pancakes i'm gonna wake quinetta up she's gonna have it is gonna be pancake mania in my house oh uh, you know that actually is a good idea that's a really, exactly. really good idea so i, I, I have, will celebrate i have a funny and i need all of these faction followers to really consider me this weekend because oh This is a, you know, it is a vital weekend. There are two weekends of my life that are really vital. And I know that people, you know, will probably think, you know, I mean, people know what we do and they know who we are. And so they'll think that those weekends are Easter and Christmas. No, 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 no. The two big weekends of my world are Grammy weekend and WrestleMania weekend. I can, hey, you know, if there are other pay-per-views now, I'm usually on course with them, but you know, if I if I'm a little late to them, I try not to be late at all. But these weekends, these weeks are sacred. So you guys know, my wife is pregnant. Uh, we're 33 weeks this week, and um, I feel like this is a countdown to a pay per view waiting for Baby Bonner. It, it it is a countdown. It's, 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 it's a countdown. It's like right. you're waiting to see what the stage design is going to be. Who's going to show up? <laughs> This is like a Royal Rumble. It is. It really, really is. So, yeah, so uh, on some other broadcasts, I've talked about what happened during Grammy weekend. The Grammys, I'm supposed to be doing coverage for them. I'm covering them, and suddenly my pregnant wife, my beautiful pregnant wife, has a hankering for Louisiana crunch cake that she saw from one of my good (laughs) friends who posted it online. So I then proceed to take two hours and go find her this crunch cake. And then she calls me while I'm in the middle of public screaming. I'm like, are you okay? She screams to tell me PJ Morton, one of my all time favorite favorites, finally wins his Grammy, which I was supposed to see live. But instead, I'm at the store. So fast forward, WrestleMania is this Sunday. Nothing gets in the way of that except when the wife decides she wants to do a maternity shoot. Oh, wait. Uh, is it this Sunday? Of all the Sundays on planet Earth, the maternity shoot is WrestleMania Sunday. Now, 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 now GB. Now, Two years ago, I was in the building, the middle of, remember the building thing? We're, we're building a building. You and Clack chided me for this. Now, I know Daryl Coley said when Sunday comes, but there has to be another Sunday. Bro, first first things first, right? Like, uh, she told me about the photo shoot that she wanted to do it, so on and so forth, but never asked <laughs> me the date. 
So one day I randomly oh. said to her a couple of weeks ago, I was like, babe, what's the date of this photo shoot? She says, April the 7th. I was like, babe, are you serious? She's like, what? I'm like, really? It's WrestleMania. Then she's like, oh. I'm like, well, we can't change it because we're flying a photographer in. And so then oh. she has a meeting with the photographer to, uh, the other night. And I'm like, okay. So she calls me in the room. She's like, uh, well, what time? What time does WrestleMania start? I said, well, the pre-show starts at 5, and there are going to be at least three matches there. Um, okay, well, um, we are doing this in three locations, like it's WrestleMania 2, and, um, and I wanted to get some pictures when the sun sets. When the sun sets, ma'am? So that means we're going to be out at least until 8, 8.30, maybe 9 o'clock. So y'all pray really, really good for me. Really, really good for me. I do have a... She's like, well, can't you bring your iPad? Mm. Okay. So, yeah. Y'all pray real good. Usually I don't do this. But uh, we have we. This is an emergency, GB. If there are any brothers in Atlanta with locks who look similar to GB, that's willing <laughs> to be a stunt double, so stand in. <laughs> the baby gonna come out saying, "Daddy, that don't look like you." <sighs> Y'all don't understand, man. Like I don't GB. ask for much in my life. I really don't. You know me. I'm super easygoing, and yeah. So, yeah. So with that said, um, I hope you guys enjoyed our last show. It's WrestleMania week, so we have all sorts of great content for you. We dropped a show on you Monday evening uh, where we brought to you an interesting battle, a, a unique show. We talked about March the 27th, 1988, the first time that WWE and the NWA went head-to-head with supercards. WrestleMania 4 versus Clash of the Champions. What a show. What a time. Go back and relive it. It's available exclusively on podcast. Well, here's what today looks like, guys. It's going to be something absolutely crazy. Simply put, it's all about WrestleMania, guys. We're talking about Raw, of course, SmackDown, of course. But we've got NXT TakeOver. We're talking Hall of Fame. We're talking the G1 Supercard and WrestleMania itself. We've got predictions. We've got all sorts of things that's coming up today. But first... We've got music. This was the theme song from the Evolution pay-per-view, and it seems rather apposite today. Here's the group called Little Mix, and they call this one Salute. You've got it locked to the faction powered by Bonnerfied Radio. You know it's the Mac Militant. Coming to get it all. Uh, uh, uh. Hey, what's up, players? This is Teddy Dawn, and you're listening to the faction on Bonafide Radio. And that's real talk, players. Holla, holla, holla.
Welcome back to the facts, and that was Little Mix by Salute. GB, bring us the news. All right, so there's lots to talk about relative to WrestleMania weekend. Of course, all sorts of events really kicking off tomorrow night uh, with a big Evolve card right at noon that will feature the Evolve champion Austin Theory defending against the Undisputed Era's Kyle O'Reilly which should be absolutely crazy, and it is conceivable 
that Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole could both bring gold to the Undisputed Era this weekend. But before we do that, you know, one of the things that makes WrestleMania weekend fun is not just the WWE events, but they are the independent they are the independent events that happen as well. Of course, we know Evolve is connected to WWE, but Impact Wrestling is doing something big Thursday night. Uh, last year, they really kind of brought to light their Impact and Lucha Underground partnership. Um, we'll also be seeing, of course, the huge G1 Supercard, uh, a partnership between Ring of Honor and New Japan going down Saturday night. Given the success of all of it, WWE is already trying to jump ahead of things. In Tampa is where WrestleMania 36 will take place next year, and already they are starting to make a play to the major arenas and sports venues to not host independent wrestling events during WrestleMania weekend. So, a couple of things. We do know that they tried to block Ring of Honor and New Japan from using Madison Square Garden. That was unsuccessful. My question to you is, number one, do you think WWE will be successful in this attempt? And number two, do you think that a WrestleMania weekend without indie wrestling would still be the same? I don't think it will still be the same, GB. It's the one weekend of the year where you get all of the diehards together. And I'm looking at what's happened. And when indie people show up, it's just good for wrestling. It is. You get the fans that you and I encountered in Nashville. Yes. Those are the diehards. Those are the ones who will drive from far away. They may not even attend WrestleMania, but they're going to give that city their dollars. If I were the city of Tampa, I would make a hard no to this. Our city will get millions of dollars by adding other events. That doesn't mean they take away. You know what those fans are going to do? They're going to stay home. Now, this isn't the first way that they bullied the city of Tampa, GB. They bullied them when they first locked it in, and they gave them a long list of criteria of things they could and could not say. I'll give you a few. They told them when coming up with these things, you cannot call the women divas. We all know that, but they made them say superstar. You cannot call it a belt or a strap. It has to be referred to as a championship or a title. It cannot be called professional wrestling. You can either call it sports entertainment or WWE. Even going as far as saying not the WWE, but just simply WWE. Wow. They're trying to bully the whole city to bend to their knees. This is where we need Tampa to stand up and set precedence. You are coming to our city. We are a host, but we're not a home. You can't tell us Ooh. what to do. Well, I'll tell you this. It wasn't successful in New York. It wasn't successful in New Orleans. It wasn't successful in yes. Orlando. It wasn't New Orleans. You know, they, they tried it. They did try it in New Orleans. They even tried so, to go so far as to, you know, have the sports commission um, suspend these other wrestlers if they were not approved by WWE. So let me just say this. as a, First of all, as one who has attended WrestleMania, I can tell you that it is only, if we're completely honest, it is the diehards who go to WrestleMania in the first place. What you're talking about here is a... This is the equivalent to the 
and, and I'm not diminishing it when I say this, but this is the National Comic Con. It's your national convention. It yes. is, you know, whenever yes. the people, you, you don't get stragglers who go to the Stellar Awards or the Grammy Awards or the Billboard Music Awards or the MT. They're not stragglers. They are the diehard fans who feel like the money spent in travel, accommodations, food, and the experience itself is well worth the ticket. Period. <coughs> Those are not your everyday fans. Your everyday fans, you're trying to get them to watch on pay-per-view. So here's the reality of it. Having attended these events, you end up seeing a lot of the same people in these other events, right? It's the diehard wrestling fan who will go to WrestleCon and they'll go check out Impact and they'll go check out Ring of Honor, Super Card of Honor, and they'll go check out, you know, all of the other superstars in these wrestling scenarios. I remember when we went to um, WrestleMania 24 in Orlando, one of the dopest things in the world was being able to attend a TNA taping during WrestleMania weekend. It's something as a wrestling fan I wouldn't yeah. get to do any other time if I went to another city. That's the advantage of having it in Orlando, for instance. Well, now a lot of these promotions realize that they too can benefit from it because their diehard fan is there as well. I think WWE has to smarten up a bit. They've got to yeah. smarten up and realize that all of these other none of these other promotions are taking money away from WrestleMania. Let's start there, right? WrestleMania is going to make a ton of money and whatever Ring of Honor, New Japan, Impact Wrestling, Evolve, Progress or whomever else shows up, they are not going to even remotely make a dent in what WrestleMania is going to do. Let's also acknowledge this. Unlike some of the other major events that are out there, the people who go and attend these events, by and large, are going to attend WrestleMania, even several of the wrestlers, right? We have it on good authority where we've seen some of these wrestlers who participated in these events before end up at WrestleMania, whether they Very were true. New Japan guys, whether they were Ring of Honor guys, they got seats together. In fact, if we're completely honest, the only promotion that is not going to be represented during WrestleMania weekend is, guess who? All Elite Wrestling, which should tell you something. So if there's anybody you should really be worried about, it's All Elite. And they're not going to be there. Let's face it. If you really wanted Madison Square Garden, you would have booked Madison Square Garden instead of the Barclays Center. And then they could have fought over the Barclays Center. But you didn't do that. You booked Barclays. So naturally, you left Madison Square Garden wide open. Tampa doesn't have as many arenas as a New York does. But I think WWE needs to be smart and not bully this. You have listen, Triple H has taught you the value of working with other promotions. That's why you're gonna do something with Evolve, etc. etc. Don't destroy this. Because at the end of the day, you're gonna be cherry picking from these other organizations anyway to get your next superstars. After all, we've got a ton of folks who you just signed over the last three months who have come from these other promotions. So WWE, I don't think it's in your best interest to turn around 
and do a hard no on these other independent promotions because at the end of the day, if the indie promotions don't survive, you don't yes. have enough uh, performance centers on the planet to recreate the experience that people get in the indies. You just don't have it. So I think you really need to be smart and this is not the, the, the battle to fight. If you didn't win it in New York, of all cities, the city that is deemed the home of WWE, why even bother doing it in a city like Tampa? Well, Jimmy, you know, I really thought that they could really add something. One of the, one of the uh, things that I love about baseball, which I, I don't watch baseball, but to make the, the All-Star game matter, the winning team decides who has home base for the World Series. Mm-hmm. So the guys are playing for something. Vince, to make this matter, do this. If AJ wins, Indies have their way this weekend. If Randy wins, WWE has their way. It is the Indies. What does it look like if AJ wins and all these indie guys, who are probably never going to be on WWE, come down that we know of? Yeah. Or Randy and then his dad and some other old fuddy duckies come down. Yeah. Listen, this could be a thing. You could have really won for the wrestling business on this one. Well, you know, let's think about this. This is the same Vince that uh, it took 35 years to put women in the main event of wrestling, WrestleMania. It's the same Vince that has taken over 50 years to put an African-American in the WWE Championship match at <laughs> WrestleMania. So, and, and, and listen to this. He has almost screwed both of those up ex- multiple times in the last month and a half. Exactly. So here's what I know. What I do know is the people really do have the power and uh, the people won't stand for it. And people who do good business won't stand for it either. So I think this is just an exercise in futility. And by the way, why is this even a thing when in 2020 you're already going to be on Fox taking advantage of this billion dollar money? That's it. GB, this is what I mean by they are into the thick of things that don't even matter to them. It doesn't matter. Why does this even bother you? Right. Those guys collectively, the indie guys, what they're gonna make a few million dollars? If they're lucky. If they're lucky. If they're most lucky. Most of them are just there to try to garner attention. That's it. Most of them are there because the fans are gonna be there. None of these houses, listen, WWE makes a big deal because of course they're able to garner several million dollars. Let's just put this into perspective, right? Uh, if I remember correctly, at All In, All In Weekend, they did half a million dollars in merch. And that was a big deal, right? WWE sneezes at that. So I just think that, you know, these are battles that make no economic sense. And when you start talking about resources being used, it's cost them honestly more money to put the press release together and more money to to really try to talk to these officials uh, to, to get this done than the money that these indies will probably make through this whole thing. So I just think WWE is fighting a losing battle. What they need to be doing is figuring out what are the ways that they're going to make sure they deliver on this WrestleMania. Because as it stands, we have a very interesting thing. And you know what? There are a lot of reasons that this WrestleMania will be historic. Certainly, you have the first time ever that the women are in the main event. You potentially have the first time that an African-American WWE champion will be crowned. But you also have another first. Uh It's the first time... 
since WrestleMania 20 that there is not the presence of a John Cena or The Undertaker. If you remember, even on these promos, up until this week, The Undertaker's likeness and image was right at the top of the promo. It has since been removed. There is no talk of the dead man. There is no talk of John Cena. While there have been rumors of a potential John Cena match, John Cena has not shown up on WWE television, and we've had the last show last night. So here's my question to you. With all the things happening, do you think WrestleMania will suffer this weekend without the presence of two of its biggest names and mainstays for the last 15 years? John Cena's done 15 WrestleManias. The Undertaker has done 26 WrestleManias. Are we going to see or are we going to miss their presence this time around? No, sadly, we're not going to miss them at all. Truth be told, Taker has not mattered to a WrestleMania at a mythological level since he put the shock on your face in New Orleans and the streak was broken. Uh, If Taker never showed up for another WrestleMania, I think the wrestling world would have been okay. He has been more of a nostalgia act for us. Uh, When it comes to John Cena, John Cena has still gotten us some great performances, Mm -hmm. but we're not looking for John Cena to push the narrative of professional wrestling forward. So this WrestleMania uniquely feels very game-changing. It feels very uh, uh, corner-turning. And so I think that's best done by not offering up Undertaker and John Cena on a platter to somebody else. They've done what they've needed to do. And my God, if I have to watch John Cena with that new mom haircut at WrestleMania, I am good to go. The mom haircut with the big bald spot in the middle. Which oh, I just think is God. Just, do, just do like Sean used to do and comb it to the back. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think there's one other interesting degree of irony, and that is that their last WrestleMania appearance last year was against each other in a three-minute yeah, squash I, you, match. It's almost telling. Now, I don't know if that was planned from last year, which it doesn't seem like. It feels like Taker was probably going to be involved until Taker's gone on this talking spree and he's doing StarCast, which I'm sure we're going to jump to in a second. But it seems like he messed it up there. John Cena refused to go overseas. Mm -hmm. Taker, uh, and so it just seems like maybe they're in the Vince McMahon doghouse, which to us that seems crazy. But we've seen Billy Graham go into that doghouse. We've seen Jesse the Body Ventura go into that doghouse. We've seen Hogan go into that doghouse. Vince is not afraid to put a legend in the doghouse. Well, I want to offer something a little bit different. I don't think they're in the doghouse. I think Vince could not make an offer to either of them that would entice them. Yeah, yeah. And and, and so when I mean doghouse, I think this is a different doghouse. See, Kurt Angle was the first one to show I can leave us if I if Kurt Angle never did another thing after WWE its first stint, he was going to the hall. This is true. But Kurt said, I'm gonna go to TNA. And and you brought this up. Kurt was in TNA longer than he was in WWE. He was. And he made a name even to the next level for himself. Had a great resume over there. Mm-hmm. When Kurt Angle did that, 
And then, my God, Cody Rhodes has shattered the mold for it. Yes. Guys are looking at the fact that Stone Cold has a podcast. Mm-hmm. They're looking at there is life after Connecticut. Yes. And that's a huge thing. And oh, and and The Rock. Don't forget what The Rock has turned himself into. Well, People really at this point forget he was a wrestler. Well, this is because here's another scary thought. Another scary thought is he's actually his movie career is right now rivaling his wrestling career in terms of the length of it. Right. This is 2019. And uh, so we're talking about seven. Well, actually longer than that. Because think about it, it was 2000, let's see, this is 35, so 27 was 8 years ago, that was 11. He was making a comeback in 2011 to host WrestleMania, right? right. And it, so it, his, exactly. And his last WrestleMania was WrestleMania 20. So really, if we're completely honest with ourselves, The Rock's movie career has been longer than his wrestling career. And now let's add this. Now, what else has The Rock done on top of movies? The Rock signed a blockbuster deal with Under Armour and has currently right now the number one workout uh, merchandise mm-hmm. in the world through Under Armour. John Cena looks at that, who makes $5 million a year on endorsements with Capri Sun, Fruity Pebbles, Gillette, Ghost Gym, and Hefty, and looks at I can make even more in endorsements. And Undertaker, don't think we don't see you with all of these products you've been posting on your Instagram. Right. In your wife's Instagram, you're getting ready to get paid, sir. Well, and here's the thing that I think these wrestlers are realizing. When you get to a certain level of superstardom, and this is just common sense, you get to a certain level of superstardom and you realize I can make more money outside of the ring than I can putting my body in danger. And here's where the John Oliver report comes in because now you're looking at the fact I can make money and be insured outside of the ring. I can extend the quality and the health of my life and never have to go back in the ring again. Or I can go to the ring and run the risk of getting injured like Rock did at WrestleMania 28 when he got injured and it almost cost him a movie. Now, 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 GB, you just said something I want to go back to because we talked about if you guys are listening to the show, go back and listen to Monday's podcast that we posted where we discussed a little bit of this John Oliver piece. Mm-hmm. John Oliver, we chided him. We slapped his hand because he brought out information the week of WrestleMania. And I'm jumping back to go forward, G. Okay. He brought out information on, on, on WWE on WrestleMania week and we said uncalled for. Mm-hmm. Now, here's WrestleMania week. And WWE is trying to banish Tampa the week of WrestleMania this week. We're going to slap your hand, too, because it's uncalled for this week. The only reason why you're pushing this in Tampa this week is because the city of Tampa is probably flown into New York to watch how this runs so they can get ready for their week. And we're going to slap your hand, too. Well, I have one thing bigger for you. The city of Tampa is not just any old city. But it, you remember you remember back in the day, Florida used to be the place where, you know, uh, older retired people from up north oh, would go oh, and yeah. retire. Oh, well, yeah. The city of Tampa is a hotbed for a number of pro wrestlers right now. Of course, oh, we know yes, it Hulk is. Hogan lives there. Our friend Titus O'Neil lives there. But you also have a lot of the other WWE 
current and former superstars, such as one AEW's Chris Jericho, who makes his home in, in Tampa right down the street from the big show, might I add. Oh, yeah. So I think they've got to realize that there are multiple wrestling promotions who are represented there, old wrestlers, etc., etc. But they've got to be smart. And again, you know, they have kicked back against the John Oliver report um, saying that he did not, you know, want to get interviews from any of their people, et cetera, et cetera. And again, you can go back and check out our thoughts on the John Oliver situation. But I will say this relative to The Rock, uh, The Undertaker, John Cena, this is simple business sense. If I don't have to put my body on the line and I can, in some cases, make more money than I did when I put my body on the line, I'm not putting my body on the line. It's just that oh. simple. Particularly, the rock, all The Rock has to do is walk into an arena, and he makes a whole lot of noise. And here's my other question. Since that's the case, that easily explains why a Stone Cold Steve Austin has not made a comeback. I, we would oh, yeah. go crazy for a Stone Cold comeback, but he has no desire to because he's able to make more money outside of the ring without putting his body on the line. So... And yeah. let, let me tell you one one thing about Tampa. I can't believe we've, we've gone back that far. And remember, I was just in Tampa. It's money there. It's cosmetic surgery there. It's everything there. Oh, yeah. Also, this McMahon has a deep love for Eddie Graham. I said it the other week on the show. When you bring up the name Eddie Graham, it is the holy grail. Well, where's Eddie Graham's championship wrestling from Florida from? Tampa. That's right. Bucket list, fam. That's right. Bucket list. It's all very interesting. And so before we run the break, we did mention StarCast, and uh, it's very interesting because Kurt Angle, who, of course, made his last Raw wrestling appearance this Monday night, already has announced that he'll be appearing at StarCast for Double or Nothing. Uh, the, the, The list of folks going to StarCast Looks like several wings of the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, what do you make of this? And do you think we're going to ever see Kurt Angle on WWE <laughs> TV again? Secure the bag, fam, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Listen, this is how huge this is because Cody Rhodes and Conrad Thompson, who go above and beyond to remind us AEW and StarCast are two different events. But though they always co-sign each other, mm-hmm. they both tweeted about this. As, as they, they both should. know, they both know that this is a thorn in Vince's side. Yep. The guy that you are putting on your main stage this weekend in his farewell wrestling match is coming to talk about that weekend with us. Yeah. Now let me tell you why this is possible. Vinny Mac canceled Stone Cold's podcast. He did. Vinny Metz, he canceled JBL's podcast. He did. Every He canceled Talking Smack, which was great. Mm-hmm. Every outlet that he could maximize for podcasts, he's canceled. Why? Because he didn't believe the dirt sheets were right. Well, guess what? The dirt sheets have picked up steam. And the thing that the younger ones tried to tell you, podcasts are next. Now they're in your face and still in your people. Vince, you could have been first as a matter of fact you were first you know what's so interesting about this and you're right i mean if you go all the way back vince had a program during the attitude era called live wire um, i love that yes he yes, had yes. that 
Do you remember a program that he also had on WWE.com called Bite This? And, and confidential. Yes, all of those were confidential designed, was great. Yes, they were all designed to take you behind the velvet rope. And so there was some wisdom that if Vince had stuck with it, but I think Vince is going through uh, a very interesting issue. It is hard, and I'll say this. This is true about Bernie Sanders, and I know we don't get very political on this show. It's true of Bernie Sanders. It's true of Vince McMahon. It's true of Donald Trump. It's true, and I don't like to say this, but it's the truth. 70-plus-year-old people have a very hard time being at the forefront and the cutting edge of anything because they have more history behind them than future in front of them and they lean more on what they've accomplished in their history than they have with what they've been able to do with the future so i'll say this much vince mcmahon had better be careful because the same practices that worked in the attitude era won't necessarily work now but he's so hell-bent on doing it his way that it could cost him. And he, l- l- let me say this. Vinny Mac today woke up the happiest he's woken up in years. You know why? Because yesterday, the AAF, the Alliance of American Football, which rivaled his XFL, suspended all operational play because they ran out of money. Already? Already. They ran out of money. Now, wow. this is why Vince is happy. Because the NFL told Vince in the XFL, we refuse to do a partnership with you, but we'll start this other league called the AAFL, and we'll have a partnership with them. And they started their games in big cities before the XFL. They did. And Vince knew, based upon the partnership, they're going to take my XFL, mm-hmm. where they ran out of money. And who still has money as he sold uh, his stakes in WWF, the, the WWE, I'm sorry. And he's planting $450 million in the XFL. Vinny Mack on a WrestleMania weekend where his wife is lifted to the height of the political realm, where WrestleMania is going all the way up and XFL just jumped to the front. Vince McMahon jumped off his diet and probably had cake this morning for breakfast. All right. So with that said, we're going to take a break. When we come back, it's the Raw Recap. SmackDown recap, and we're getting into these WrestleMania cards, and I'm going to tell you our thoughts on those as well. But right now, since we're talking money and we're talking Vince McMahon, let's go to the theme song of Aleister Black, who could have a historic weekend himself. We'll talk about that. It's Root of All Evil, his theme song coming from CFO. This is The Faction, powered by Bonnerfied Radio. It's me, CGP, the king of Bada Bing. The master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion and CEO and founder of DDP Yoga. You're listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio. And that's not a bad thing. That, my friend, is a good thing. Bang!
And now an announcement. Ladies and gentlemen. Look, everyone. Belle and Ebenezer are in love. No, silly. Pain is in the building. <laughs> you can now listen to Bonafide Radio, courtesy of our new mobile app. Available for the iPod, iPad, and iPhone. Come on, you can do Find it. out the latest news, check out our podcast, or listen to us live. Listen. Right now on your phone. Why, yeah. Download the app today via the iTunes App Store by searching for Bonafide Radio or at iPhone.bonafideradio.com. I'm living in that 21st century. We got something to say. Listen. Would you like to take your business or service to the next level? Yeah. Consider adding Bonafide Radio to your marketing plan. Can't wait. We will gladly share your product with our listeners in a creative, efficient, affordable, and professional manner. This is so gnarly. For more information, scroll to the bottom of our website and click advertise uh-huh. or email us directly at sales at getbonafide.com. I know you're going to dig this. We are the faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the faction. This is Courtney, and you were just listening to Root of All Evil by Alistair Black. Now, here is your recap. WWE Raw was live from Chocolate City. That's right, the Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. was all the way up, and even our boy, the fourth horseman, John Murray, was there for SmackDown, but we'll get to that later. Stephanie McMahon kicked things off and announced that the WrestleMania event would now be a winner-take-all for the Women's Championship. That's right, somebody's leaving with all the gold. The Brock Lesnar, the Universal Champion, came out and he said what he had to say, but then Seth Rollins came out and said and did what he needed to do when he confronted him. WWE Women's Tag Team Champions of Boston Hug Connection, uh, Beth Phoenix and Natalya defeated Nia Jax, Tamina, and the Iconics. Batista gave his final remarks before his no holds barred match with the game Triple H. Apollo Crews defeated Jinder Mahal. Raw Tag Team Champions at Revival defeated Alistair Black and Ricochet via countout. Drew McIntyre attacked Roman Reigns. Raw Women's Champion Ronda Rousey, SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair, and the man Becky Lynch all got arrested. But after they won their match, because the one of them touched somebody during the match, uh, let's just say they won the made to WrestleMania. And boy, did they ever go to jail. Heavy Machinery defeated Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Braun Strowman defeated Colin Johnson, and Michael J. <laughs> the Demon Finn Balor confronted Intercontinental Champion Bobby Lashley. And Baron Corbin defeated Ray Nacional, but not before being put in an ankle lock at the top of the ramp by Hall of Famer and future podcaster Kurt Angle. GB, what did you think of the Go Home Show? For Monday Night Raw. You know, I'm wondering if we are all living in a nostalgic world. Because, <sighs> Me too. Because we all, you know, the last, I would say, well, if we're honest, I think it was the Attitude Era years and a few of the years following in the PG era uh, gave us moments to expect something crazy the final show before WrestleMania. We've had that expectation, but to be honest with you, over the last few years, it's not met that at all. In fact, what WWE has clearly tried to do is play it safe so nobody gets injured. What they've not figured out how to do is to give us compelling television 
and protect their people all at the same time. So with all of that said, by and large, this show was backwards. And here's what I mean by that. Like, and and, and again, the difference between this and SmackDown are night and day, right? So your SmackDown main event, which is Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship, that's how the show ended with those two on the screen with the contract signing that makes sense instead your two big matches on raw the universal championship well that conversation happens to start the show the main event of wrestlemania starts the 10 o'clock hour and you end the show with the scourge of wrestlemania baron corbin um, this feels like old NWA programming when they didn't know what to do after the main event. This is crazy. I don't understand it. Um, th- this was just, it was just not well executed. But with that said, the shining moment of Monday Night Raw was the battle between those three women. I got to tell you, um, I, I, you know... For all of the argument that goes down about trying to replicate the Attitude Era, and I'm sure if Clack was here, he would talk about trying to be like Stone Cold. But one thing Stone Cold didn't do was fight with his legs. These three women all fought with their legs and used their legs like they were their arms. It was amazing to me. It it, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. I mean, like, I just, you know, I'll say this. If that, If that had been the end of Monday Night Raw, this would be a different conversation because we would have ended on such a high because that was so crazy. I mean, think about it. That moment when the police officers realized that they put Becky and Rhonda in the same cop car and the two of them had that look and then they went to blow like it was just. Oh, it was a, it was masterfully done. So for all that WWE didn't get right, man, that thing should have ended Monday Night Raw because it was there was yeah. no following that. How do you follow that? Yeah, I'm I, I'm actually giving the credit to the guys who came from Impact. This felt fresh. Yes, yes, it felt fresh. It yes. felt so fresh. It felt like something we'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. Let me say this: I, I I have read, and I'm not certain about this. I've read that the reason why they put Brock on at the beginning is because Brock in his contract has use of the private jet and it immediately takes him back home so he can be home by nightfall. That's the reason why I've heard he's not been at the end of the show. But you mean to tell me that Kurt Angle is the final scene that we see before we go to WrestleMania? I'm not left with watching cop cars pull off, taking our superstars away, potentially to jail. After that, that was some classic stuff. Now, though I give the impact guys credit, that thing felt like Heyman or Cornette uh, 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 pulled that off. Yeah. It felt like somebody who had the guts of the 90s yeah. to say, we're going to cuff them and then they're going to have a super kick fest. <laughs> it's just amazing. When, amazing. Ro- when Ronnie put her head through that thing, I said, talk that Ooh. talk, Ronnie. Until she got her head kicked off. And that was so beautiful. I was just like, oh my 
God. That's amazing. The timing of Roddy and Becky getting that car, oh. turning, <laughs> looking, oh. and commits to, as Dusty Rhodes would say, a slobber knocking, a clubbering. Oh, oh, God. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Dusty would have loved this. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh God. Dusty would have oh. loved this. It was amazing. Dusty would have loved it to watch those women take out the men. Yeah. Yeah. Cuffed. They all got arrested for a reason. Yeah. Oh, man. I, 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 it, that, that, that thing just blessed me. It was absolutely special. And it, it gave life to something that was starting to die. Because, you know, with Ronda Rousey's poor promos, which, by the way, we posted something on our Facebook page where Ronda did a video where she was addressing her future post-WrestleMania. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And all of us ask the same question, why does this Ronda not show up on WWE television? It was brilliantly done. So she has the potential to be a superstar when it comes to these promos. They're clever. They're wise. Um, and so I think it was a smart move for the last Raw Before Mania not to have her say anything, but to let them fight. And, oh, I am actually once again excited to see that match at WrestleMania. I think it's going to be something special. So with that said, while the women on one hand are top tier, this Sasha Banks is a problem. Sasha botched up another move Monday night where she couldn't climb to the ropes. She slipped off, couldn't get her footing right. And some would say, oh, yeah, that would happen. No, you're a tag team champion. If you can't do it, don't do it. We wouldn't have missed it. But it was very clear, like, oh, Lord, here we go again. And so I'm concerned about Sasha, though I have my thoughts on how that match is going to go. But it was just not a good moment. Um, couple that with just obviously, I think we kind of got the feeling there was going to be a lot of talking Monday night and Tuesday night just to keep everybody safe. But there has to be a better way uh, with these shows before Raw and SmackDown. Well, that 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 didn't work because uh, a lot of things that I'm reading are saying that Rey Mysterio was injured on on Monday night. Yeah, I saw that it was injured an injury during the match uh, against yeah. uh, Baron Corbin. So it's just kind of like, oh God, just which which is my whole away. point. Throw the whole Baron throw away. Throw the whole Baron all away. Of Baron away. I still can't believe, and they should be ashamed of themselves. You mean to now, tell me you'd give us Kurt Angle versus Samoa Joe on a Monday Night Raw? Kurt Angle versus a Rey Mysterio on a Monday Night Raw? Kurt Angle versus AJ Styles on a SmackDown? And at WrestleMania, you give us Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin? Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, it's not working for me. It's 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 to to me it is reckless. The thing that I would now I'm going to say this and people probably won't agree. I think Baron Corbin would do great in AEW. He needs a reset. Reset him. Let him go down there and figure out a few things. But I believe it was Baron Corbin that I was watching in a documentary from NXT back in those days. I think he kind of kept to himself. He, he did, was kind of a, a. He's a loner. He was a loner. He's a loner. Yeah, and, and, and I think that it shows. Yeah, yeah. I, I always feel like there is a gear that Baron Baron Cor- I was about to call him Baron Gordon. That's <laughs> probably what I should call him. Baron Corbin is missing, and from from listening to wrestling podcasts, there is a, a a thing that you learn by riding with the boys. Yes. 
that that it shows in your charisma, it shows in your timing, it shows in your awareness, it shows in your ability to work with others. I'm not saying Barron's not a good worker. I don't have the cachet to say that. But I do think that he's missing a gear. There is there there is a place that Vince sees him. And there's a place that he's struggling to connect to get there with the fans. Well, and I think a lot of that has to do with this. There is a difference, you can also tell this, between the folks who love the business and the folks who are there for a paycheck. And Baron Corbin is not in love with pro wrestling. Baron he's Corbin, just a big guy who had long hair. Who played in the NFL and, and looked for a safer way to get a check. And we know how Vinnie Mac feels about big guys with blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Test. Uh, big cast. If you got long hair and you're a big guy, whoo, run over to Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. They're handing out checks. It's pretty crazy. So, yeah, there's there's that. Um, other than that, in terms of Monday Night Raw, um, yeah, I thought there were elements that were rather forgettable. I mean, we're talking about the tag title match, which just didn't make any sense. Um, again, why you have a tag title match on Raw and not on WrestleMania doesn't make sense. Uh, so yeah. Can I tell you something else? I feel robbed by this. Is gonna sound so corny. Sure, but I'm just a wrestling lover. Stephanie, me man, Tri- uh, Triple H. Where are those twelve at night workout videos? Oh no, they're that still. That you guys up. used to post on Instagram. Stephanie McMahon but Stephanie's posted. Stephanie's not going as hard as yeah, but she's not going as hard as she normally does. So well, remember, Stephanie will post two a day. Well, last year, remember, Stephanie was also training for a match. She's I know, this so this year. is the first year we haven't had her in a match. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I, every year after after a certain amount of time, normally when we get to the end of February, Stephanie, you see her every night slaving, and I mean, and so just as a fan, I look forward to that social media stuff, and it's just not there in the quantity of normal. I got you, I got you. So here's what we're gonna do: we go from Raw to SmackDown Live. We've got that recap because we got something special for the last segment. I want to definitely leave some time to talk about that. So with that said, SmackDown Live took place at the Royal Farms Arena in Baltimore, Maryland, right up the street from Washington D.C. and not far from WrestleMania's home. Of course, the Royal Farms Arena used to be known as the Baltimore Arena, and that was a big home for the NWA and WCW. In fact, it was the place where July the 7th, I think, 1990, Sting returned to become the World Heavyweight Champion by defeating Ric Flair at the Great American Bash. Well, if you want to talk history, history was definitely shared to kick off SmackDown as AJ Styles and Randy Orton, boy, they went to blows verbally and physically during the Kevin Owens show. In our first action of the night, the Usos and Aleister Black and Ricochet defeated the bar in Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev in an eight-man tag, only then to be interrupted by Alexa Bliss, who says, hey, Usos, since you uh, forfeited that match last week in the gauntlet, Now you get to face all three of these teams at WrestleMania in a fatal four-way. The Iconics talked about their big match coming up at WrestleMania. The Miz cut a very fan-friendly promo and then was put in a three-on-one handicap Falls Count Anywhere match by Shane McMahon where he actually defeated Sanity. Hmm. Becky Lynch had her time for conversation. She talked about the main event of WrestleMania. Then they had, get this, 
the largest mixed tag team match in WWE history. Hey, that's what you need to make history before history making <laughs> WrestleMania. Let's have an 18-person mixed tag match. Guess what? That was not sponsored by Teddy Long. I was about to say, Teddy probably loved it. Teddy was somewhere just happy as he could be. <laughs> I love Teddy. Talking about holla, holla, holla. So holla. with that said, the the last person standing was Oscar, who maybe will get some retribution after last week's horrific title situation. Samoa Joe, the U.S. champion, defeated Ali Sands the Mustafa. And with that said, the contract signing for Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston took place as, listen, the crowd went crazy. So with all that said, let's have that conversation. What do you think about SmackDown Live? Shout out to GB who got that date right for Sting. And I'll lead it off by talking about the, the Hall of Famer Sting. When Sting uh, won that belt that night, it was something that we felt was long overdue. Yes. We felt like Sting deserved it long before then and he'd been robbed of it. So I think that it was well worth wrestling history that the place where Sting showed up, earned and deserved a title shot is the same place where a Kofi, as Sting was called the franchise of WCW, arguably uh, the end of NWA, where to me, you can argue that Kofi could be considered the franchise in the modern era, kind of, sort of, because he's been so consistent in WWE and done everything they've asked. So to me, when I think of uh, of how wrestling energies line up, if you will, don't write me Christians. I guess I said energy. Uh, that how they lined up for history's sake, it felt right. It felt very right. It felt right. It felt very it, right. It felt like all of the guys. See, it, as as an African American, I can hear the years of the muted chances of the old African American wrestlers. Shouting down the avenues and hallways of empty arenas in empty uh, bingo halls yelling, Kofi, this one is for us. For all the guys who were told just go out there and take chair shots and use your head to, not to say that you're smart, but to prove that you can handle pain. Those guys are chanting Kofi's name. Kofi has long not had the physique of a champion, but he still has the ambition of a champion. And all of that coming into Baltimore, a place that's been riddled with social injustice, mm-hmm. a place that has long had a storied history, a place where they've tried to only say that guys who are from the DMV like a Batista, they own that area. Kofi Kingston walks in and creates one of the loudest pops we've ever heard yes. from the BWI area of Baltimore History is on our side. Shout out Usos for not being crabs in the barrel and getting out of the way, even though they knew they'd pay the price on the other end. See, that's what civil rights was all about. It was people saying, I'm going to get out of the way, and I know I'm going to take a, a licking for this one right here, but I want to make sure my brother, man, gets ahead of it. Shout out to the New Day for holding up the, uh, the arms of their brother, Kofi, and having his back and not letting him go out there. And shout out for Kofi for not changing who you are, coming out there, throwing them pancakes, and listening to the tired soliloquy of a Daniel Bryan and saying, I don't care what you said. This is my time and it's long overdue. And shout out Baltimore for recognizing history when you see it. So there are, first of all, that was brilliant. Uh, secondly, one of, you know, 
I think this match and the lead up to it is the best in this cycle of WrestleMania. And here's why. You have Kofi Kingston, the underdog for all of the aforementioned reasons. We all know the story, but you know who's not getting enough credit in all this? Daniel Bryan, who, think about this, it has to be very, very difficult to go from being one of the most loved superstars to being one of the most hated superstars. And to do that in the way that he has, he is the perfect opponent for Kofi Kingston. The people remember helping to make Daniel Bryan. And again, what I loved is so much of what was said last night was true. Kofi Kingston making the comparisons to Daniel Bryan that you had the World Heavyweight Championship within two years of being here, and I never got a shot in 11 years. Kofi Kingston, his he, he embodies what so many of us are like in the corporate world, in the regular everyday world, where we have to sit there and take it as people turn around and they just hurl insults at us, tell us why we aren't worthy. And I don't think it's lost on me or anybody else. And for those who haven't heard, today, this very day, in 1944, the U.S. Supreme Court rules that African-American citizens are eligible to vote in all elections, including primaries. Why is that important? Because it took, we've, we as African-Americans have only been able to vote in this country for 75 years yet the country was built on our backs we fought wars for this country we represented the country in the olympics jesse owens had four olympic gold medals in 1936 and then could not come home to vote in same said country Pro wrestling has been built on the backs of African-American wrestlers who have not been given their proper due, their proper opportunity, their proper shot. All sorts of excuses have been made. And here it is, the WWE has had WrestleMania go on for 35 years on the backs of a junkyard dog using an SD Jones on the back of a Rocky Johnson and a Tony Atlas. And then you have so many others who have helped pave the way for what's happening that never got their due. The big cat Ernie Ladd, and we can go down the list. Even Mark Henry, who was a world heavyweight champion, that was WCW's title, if we're completely honest, but was never given a shot at the WWE championship. Booker T, the most celebrated and decorated uh, African-American wrestler, never got a shot at the WWE Championship. So it's not lost on me that while 75 years ago today, we as African-Americans finally got the full right to vote in this country, we're just five days or four days away from the first black WWE Champion. It's not lost on me. And I think it's important that we understand the history. And I think, to be perfectly honest, to go back to uh, the previous segment, it is for these reasons, the fact that we're going to have our first African-American World Heavyweight Champion, the first time that women are going to main event WrestleMania, and all the other things that are happening, it makes it easy to not worry about John Cena. It makes it easy to not worry about The Undertaker because we have bigger fish to fry here. We've seen John Cena for 15 years. We've seen The Undertaker for 26 years. Let's see something we haven't seen. And I think WrestleMania has a chance to give us that. GB? 
I think this is probably the most historic, meaningful WrestleMania that I could think of since WrestleMania 1. That's a big statement. I'm going to explain why. It's true. That, that, that there are three men that are getting a chance. There is the indie man who's on the come up because of AJ Styles, mm-hmm. who's really fighting against the business. This is WWE versus the indies. This is the indie man, the brother man with Kofi Kingston, mm-hmm. and the woe man mm-hmm. as they're ending the show. Yeah. At the end of the night, when Kofi wins, and one of those women standing inside that squared circle, whoever's left of the women, Kofi Kingston and AJ Styles need to come down that ring and put their hands in the air because this is a turning point. Yes. Our kids, Baby Bonner, mm-hmm. will remember this WrestleMania. Yes. One, because dad skipped it to take pictures with him. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't even here. Mm-hmm. But the other reason is because it is groundbreaking. Yeah. This is a groundbreaking WrestleMania. Yeah. Three minority groups get an opportunity to stand at the forefront and be the leaders. Yeah. And you cannot mess this up. I don't want to hear out of nowhere. I don't want to hear Daniel Bryan walking away the champion. He stood tall for veganism and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But now it's the time. I tell you what, WWE has a and, yeah. Whoo, Go ahead. And Vince, you have some other business to handle too. Because you cannot keep the strap, and yes, I'll call it strap, on UFC people. Mm-hmm. Brock and Ronda got to give it up. Yeah. Is this Dana White's group or is this your group? Yeah. Sounds like Dana White's telling you what to do. And it tells me that you don't believe in your own homegrown people. So with that said, we're going to take a break. When we come back, it's officially prediction time. We're going to talk Hold about... On. Raw, well, we talked about Raw, we talked about SmackDown, but it's time to talk about NXT TakeOver. It's time to talk about the G1 Supercard. It's time to talk about WrestleMania. There's a lot that's going down. We are going to save an entire segment just for our predictions. We're going to see who's going to come out as the Faction World Champion. Should be very interesting. But right now, let's go to some music from Jim Johnson. It's only a posit because it is time for a new day with a new way. You've got it locked to the faction powered by Bonnerfide Radio. This is a total package Lex Luger and you are turned into the faction. It's a new day. Yes, it is.
want it, you gotta believe you can get it. Open your eyes and see your dreams and the dreams from a hope and a wishing. We are the privilege. Through faith, all things are possible. And with the power inside, ain't no stopping you. We won't hesitate to fight for a better day until we inevitably claim our victory. No more time for depression and stress. Repair despair with the power of blessings. No fear in here, we use faith as our weapon for the new day. New way with no half This is Tracy Lynn, and I want you to take a journey with me through the jazzy side of Bonnerfide Radio. Every Tuesday at 2 p.m., tune in to Melodic Grooves right here on GetBonnerfide.com or via the Bonnerfide Radio app. Bonnerfide Radio, radio the way it's supposed to be. This recap of The Remix is sponsored by Domingo Mijo. Born Stanley Martin Lieber in New York City in 1922, Lee entered the comic book world as a teenage assistant in 1939. Stanley Lieber was the Joe Jackson of comic books. Mm, I don't even know how to feel about that. Yeah, I, just, I, I almost think he was greater than a Joe Jackson. I know, ain't nobody greater than Joe Jackson now. Wait a minute. That's when you messed up. Oh, Gee, no, I don't no, know no, no, no. Why you did that? Wait, why you did that? What are you I don't saying? know why you did that, GB. Why you did oh, that? Oh, Lord. Stan Lee had a whole universe down in, in his head, in his, in his mind. <laughs> James. The remix on Bonafide Radio. We hear Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern. Here on Bonafide Radio. Radio the way it's supposed to be. Exclusively on the remix. Don't miss it. Don't miss it at all. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Hey, welcome back to the faction. This is Courtney. That was New Day, New Way, the New Day theme song by AEW's Jim Johnson. I don't know. That's what the, we don't know. But by Jim Johnson, GP, give us the weekend. All right. So WrestleMania weekend is upon us, and we have several major cards. As you guys know, we've got our faction championship happening. Now, what we will do is we're going to give Clack an opportunity to give his predictions, um, hopefully on Friday's show if he's around. Well, Clack, Clack gave me his predictions and told me just to say it to you. Did he really? Yeah, yeah, he, no, he, 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 he Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. No. He, yeah, no, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm nervous yeah, about this. 
I'm nervous. All right, so we're going to start, and this is the crazy part. For all that's happened in the last three months, between TakeOver, G1 Supercard, and Mania, it's anybody's ball game here. So let's see what happens. We're going to start with NXT TakeOver New York, which uh, takes place this Friday night at the Barclays Center. Um, it will begin with a pre-show at 6 p.m., and, of course, everything starts at 7 p.m. Eastern. Here are the matches. There are five big ones, and they're all championship matches. The NXT North American Championship sees Velveteen Dream against Matt Riddle. The NXT Tag Team Championship sees the War Raiders against Aleister Black and Ricochet. The UK Championship sees Pete Dunne against Walter Fatal four-way match sees Shayna Baszler defend against Kyrie Sane, Io Shirai, and Bianca Belair. And in the main event, it's a two out of three falls match. Johnny Gargano against Adam Cole, baby. All right, five matches. Time for our predictions. Courtney, what say you, sir? I want to go one by one. I want to go match by match. Me and you head to head, not oh. me giving my whole thing. Okay, we can do that. So which match would you prefer? We'll, we'll alternate. Okay. Well, let's 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 start with the NXT North American Championship match, uh, which is Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle. I think Velveteen Dream, quite frankly, is an amazing guy. Uh, we've not seen too many title defenses from him, but I think in Matt Riddle's hometown, uh, well, really where Matt Riddle became super famous with his work with Evolve and several others, I think Matt Riddle takes out the Velveteen Dream and sets up a potential call-up for the Velveteen Dream, which could arguably happen as soon as Sunday if John Cena decides to have a mystery match, a dream match, against the Dream. So Matt Riddle becomes your new North American champion. Well, you stole that one right from me because I actually see that happening, but I see it called a little bit differently because I see Velveteen dropping that title to put himself in uh, in contentions just to where I think it will matter to Velveteen if he wore the NXT t- title before he's called up. I think it'll matter okay. to him. So I do see Matt Riddle uh, winning that title so that way Velveteen puts himself in position. I think Velveteen has a real good understanding on wrestling history and all the things he wants to check off his bucket list to be a great. Okay. Okay. Uh, next. Oh, well, it's your turn now. I'm going to go War Raiders against Aleister Black and Ricochet. This could be the match of the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, this could actually be match of the year, as mm-hmm. a few of these could be. But this one really could be. Aleister Black and Ricochet have been wrestling against guys from the main roster, which, truth be told, is a pace that's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also a veteranism. I won't belittle that. And War Raiders are veterans as well. But with that saying, ain't no way on earth Alistair Black and Rick Shane wearing no title. So we're going to go with War Raiders for me. All right. War Raiders it is. As for me, uh, Alistair Black and Ricochet for some seem like a um, thrown together tag team. But they have chemistry the likes of they look great. we've not seen before. They are the winners of the Dusty Rhodes Cup. Um, and if we look in the past... The previous winners, uh, for the most part, have all gone on to do great things. The first winners um, being Samoa Joe and Finn Balor. They never won tag titles, but they both were NXT champions. They're both a big part of WrestleMania. 
Big things, obviously, in the future of Aleister Black and Ricochet, and they don't have to wait long for their first WrestleMania. I think they're going to make history by taking the NXT Tag Team Championships and putting them on stage at WrestleMania. I say Aleister Black and Ricochet wins this match. Wow. What a way to make NXT truly the third brand. Truth. That's how you do it. Truth. All right, Truth. so I mean, next up is uh, the UK Championship. Pete Dunne versus Walter. Now, Pete Dunne is closing in on 700 days as the United Kingdom champion. Um, that's actually a bit of a longer reign even than Kazuchika Okada's IWGP Championship reign. It's the longest reign in WWE. Oh, my gosh. I mean, now you're getting into some of the older, older guys when you're talking about lengthy reigns uh, as a champion. He's only the second UK champion, and he has been the face of the UK division. And nobody could stop Pete Dunne until Walter showed up. It's the match that all of European wrestling has looked for. I think it's going to be the most hard-hitting match, uh, potentially, of the weekend. It's going to be absolutely nuts. Call me crazy, but... I think the magic ends for Pete Dunne. Walter walks away as the new UK champion. Yes, here at NXT TakeOver New York. For all the reasons that you uh, aforementioned uh, about history being on the line, how long Pete Dunne has had uh, uh, the, 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 the title, and don't get me wrong, Pete Dunn, what's his tag team called when he's with with his other friend? They are the Mustache uh, Mountain. Well, no, they're the they are um, the strong style. They are strong style. Strong style. Uh, yeah, the boy strong style because he's with Mount Mustache Mountain. The three of them are together with a. They've got a strong style name to it that I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah. and so I think when it comes to Walter, which Walter can slap your heart through the back of your chest yes. and out of an airport in San Diego. From another location, mm-hmm. Walter does not walk away the champion on this. Mm-hmm. Pete Dunn keeps it, and Triple H is going to use this to set up their first, well, one of their pay-per-views. Okay, okay. Very interesting. As for me, I definitely see it to set up the pay-per-view, but as Pete Dunn attempting to try to defeat Walter, since Walter has been unstoppable. All right, now it's time for the women's Fatal four-way championship match. Shayna Baszler defending against Kyrie Sane, Io Shirai, and Bianca Belair. Shayna Baszler is very interesting. I was watching WrestleMania 31 a couple of days ago. Uh, the first time we saw Ronda Rousey in WWE. And she was flanked by the four horsewomen, including Shayna Baszler. Baszler has been a tremendous superstar. and has seemingly been unstoppable. But I think her luck may run out. She's been defeated before by Kyrie Sane um, to win that championship. Uh, Bianca Belair is no joke, and many felt like she wasn't ready for her first shot. But I think she's more ready this time around. But I think the championship's going to Io Shirai. So I call it Io Shirai wins the Fatal 4-Way to become the new NXT Women's Champion. Io Shirai. Uh, I, I'm going to tell you now. I was pulling for Bianca Belair. Me, too. I'm pulling for her, but I, I think you know. But I think I have to go with good conscience and say it makes more sense with Io Shirai because Bianca Belair is still the future. 
Yes. Yes. I would totally agree. That takes us to the main event. Two out of three falls for the NXT Championship. Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole. We've been talking about match of the year, match of the night. You know, you have four potential match of the year candidates on this one card. Real talk. Um, And this one is going to take the cake. These guys could go 60 minutes. They could go two hours. I mean, there's nothing stopping these guys. But I got to say this. Last year at TakeOver New Orleans, Adam Cole won a uh, six-pack challenge, a six-pack ladder match to become the first NXT North American champion. He has paid his dues, as has Johnny Gargano. Gargano at the last takeover became the NXT North American champion. So two former North American champions. But Adam Cole lifts his hands high at TakeOver New York as the new NXT champion. Adam Cole, baby. Uh, I am going to go with Johnny Gargano. Because I believe that on Monday, Matt Riddle and the Undisputed Era show up to confront the new Universal Champion. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Now, GB. You said Matt Riddle and the Universal. I'm sorry, Adam Cole. My bad. Adam Cole. Adam okay. Cole and Undisputed Era show up on Monday night to confront the new Universal Champion. Huh. Tell me you would mm. jump out of your skin. Oh, that would be amazing. That'd be absolutely amazing. So, Mr. Wrestling Johnny Gargano carries that NXT Championship. This is going to be interesting, and we have differed on four of the five, so this... I'm getting nervous, but this is going to be all right. So we're going to switch gears and head to the G1 Supercard, uh, which is taking place that Saturday night in Madison Square Garden. Several really big matches happening there. And so we're going to run through it and uh, see what we've got. Now, of course, there's going to be an honor rumble, which we will not attempt to predict that because we don't have the folks who will be a part of that. But it's going to kick off with... Uh, a title for title match. Jeff Cobb, the Ring of Honor television champion, takes on Will Ospreay, the never open weight champion. We're going to go match by match. Is that how you want to do it, or you want me to just run through the card and then we'll we'll come back to it? No, we 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 better go match by match. Let, okay. Let, let, let me pull this up. I will say I was not intending for us to go through the G one Super well, Card. We now, don't this have makes to. me nervous. We don't have this to. This makes me nervous. We don't. We need we don't. to skip this one. We okay. Clack, Clack's not going to have a, a dog in that fight. He won't, he won't have a dog in that fight. So that's cool. Let's go straight to WrestleMania then. WrestleMania. Uh, let's skip that one too, and let's just stick with Takeover. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to WrestleMania. A ton of matches. Um, you've got. By the way, we do know that the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal will both take place on the kickoff pre-show, as will the Cruiserweight Championship. So, here's how these matches look: the SmackDown Tag Titles, the Usos. Uh, take on Ricochet and Aleister Black, The Bar and Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev, 
Uh, we mentioned the Battle Royal for the women and the men. The Intercontinental Championship, Bobby Lashley against Finn Balor, the Demon. Uh, the Cruiserweight Championship, Buddy Murphy against Tony Nese. Kurt Angle's farewell match against Baron Corbin. The U.S. title, Samoa Joe against Rey Mysterio. AJ Styles against Randy Orton. The women's tag title sees Bailey and Sasha defend against Beth Phoenix, Natalia, The Iconics, and Nia Jax and Tamina. Roman Reigns against Drew McIntyre. Shane McMahon against The Miz. Falls count anywhere. Triple H versus Batista. No holds barred. If Triple H loses, his in-ring career is over. The Universal Champion Brock Lesnar against Seth Rollins. WWE Champion Daniel Bryan against Kofi Kingston. And winner take all as Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, and Becky Lynch battle for the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championship. Lots of matches there. Uh, would you care to kick this one off, sir? I don't mind kicking this one off. Oh, my Lord. This is the moment where I wish you allowed prayer <laughs> and to pray through these things. No, no, no. Let's All right, here we go. Through. Here we go. You ready? Yeah, I'll start here. When it comes to that Usos match, that big ta tag team match, I'm going to actually take Ricochet and Alice to Black. I think you're going to walk away with the uh, titles on that. When it comes to oh, the we're Boston not gonna do, we're not going to do match by match? No, no, I'm going to plow through oh. them. I'm going to plow through them <laughs> as not to be intimidated by you, okay? I'm not gonna, I'm not intimidated by you at all on this one. Go the Boston it. Hug will actually lose to Nia Jackson to Mina. They'll okay. walk away with the straps. Uh, I believe Finn Balor comes out as the demon and beats Bobby Lashley. Uh, Samoa Joe destroys Rey Mysterio. AJ Styles beats Randy Orton. The Miz will beat Shane McMahon. Uh, this one's hard to call because I cannot remember a Hall of Famer ending their WrestleMania career with the win. But I don't see a hug between Kurt Angle and Baron Corbin that anybody wants to see at the end. So I'm going to say Kurt Angle defeats Baron Corbin. I'm also going to say Triple H beats Batista. I don't see Triple H's career uh, ending like this. Are we doing the Buddy Murphy and Tony Nese? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna actually choose uh, Buddy Murphy to uh, to win that one right there. Uh, let me see how many I have three left. So I'm choosing Seth Rollins over Brock Lesnar. I am uh, because if not, then Brock has to keep strapping until next WrestleMania till Roman takes it off of him. And Jesus, I just hope that doesn't happen. Uh, I am choosing the man. Becky Lynch to beat Charlotte Flair and uh, Ronda Rousey. Uh, I think the place would, would would burn itself down if that didn't happen. And I'm choosing Kofi Kingston and all other uh, former champions that should have held it to overcome Daniel Bryan. Uh, do you have a pick for the Battle Royals? Man, there's like a million people in that Battle Royal. There Jesus, are. help us all. Um... Let me see this. Uh, in in a in a perfect world, they they really want uh, Mustafa Ali to win it. Braun is in it, but it makes no sense for Braun to win. Uh, I, 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 this is probably going to be a, a loser one anyway. But I, I bet I better pick Mustafa Ali. Or Andrade Ciamomis, which one? Andrade or Mustafa Andrade? Mustafa Andrade. Uh, I want to go with uh, Mustafa Ali. Okay. 
on that one. Though Bobby Roode should win it, but that's just my case. And for the women's, uh, they really seem to like. Um, is she up here? Who, Mandy Rose? Yeah. Yeah, they really seem to like Mandy Rose, but that that new girl that comes out, I can't think of her name. Oh, she hasn't uh, really wrestled. Yeah, she hasn't wrestled yet. I know exactly who you're talking about. I don't see her name, so because of that, I am going to go with Mandy Rose to win this one. They've been really pushing her. Okay. Uh, does Dana Brooke have a new face? Yes. Okay, I just wanted to know. She's unrecognizable. Yes. I I I, I thought they liked. I I, I saw her. And I said, are they trying to Kalisto us? Yeah, right. It is almost like, is there someone new? Are you really? Are it's you really? Just, are you really going to Are you really going to unviv me? <laughs> right, right, right. So let me start. I think um, that Asuka will actually get a little bit of poetic justice and get the win that she should have gotten. So she'll win the battle royal, uh, though it is hard for people to win multiple battle royals. Um, for the men. I know it seems obvious, but there really don't seem like any other real obvious choices here. Uh, but to go with Braun Strowman to win uh, that battle royal. All right. So as for the rest of these, uh, let's start with, for me, the cruiserweight title match. Um, I know Tony Nice is getting a push. It'd be a nice moment, but I think Buddy Murphy, uh, he's just unstoppable right now. So I'm going to go with Buddy Murphy. I was going to go with Tony Nese, but I think Buddy Murphy's the way to go. Um, uh, definitely Finn Balor regains the Intercontinental Championship and introduces us to the Demon at WrestleMania. I mean, a WrestleMania Demon entrance should really be quite impressive. This Kurt Angle thing, I really don't know how to call it because... Yeah, that's true. You know, uh, we knew when Shawn Michaels and Flair went at it that, you know, Shawn would win um, as he should have. It just, I feel like the way this story is being crafted, on one hand, Baron Corbin has just ruined so many things that I think they're going to go for the feel-good moment with Kurt Angle. So I'm going to go with Kurt Angle on this one. Um, Samoa Joe retains the U.S. title. I think he's worked too hard to get there and lose it. Uh, AJ Styles and Randy Orton. I'm going with the indie guys to win this. AJ Styles. Uh, the women's tag team title match. I'm actually going with Bailey and Sasha. Ooh. And here's why. Because there's a moment that's coming at the end of WrestleMania. And that moment is going to see all four of the horsewomen stand together in the ring, draped in gold. Uh, except one of them won't have any, and I'll tell you who that'll be in a second. Uh, Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. I'm actually really torn on this, because on one hand, it seems like Roman Reigns should win this match for all of the abuse he's taken. But I think Drew McIntyre has proven himself over the last year to be the next guy. Uh, I really actually thought he'd be fighting for the Universal Championship coming into this WrestleMania. But I think a match against Roman is a big marquee match. 
And as much as Roman is a sentimental favorite, we're not going to get all good guys winning in this situation. So I'm going with Drew McIntyre to defeat Roman Reigns uh, for a bigger payoff that's somewhere later. Um, and I don't think you did you give me anything? I don't think you gave me one on that one. On what? I don't think you gave me a pick on uh, Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns. Oh yeah, I did. I said Roman. You did. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I don't see Roman giving back yet. I, I don't okay. think it's give back season. Okay. All right, I'm putting it down. So Drew. All right. Um, Shane McMahon versus The Miz. I definitely think The Miz is going to win, and with it being Falls Count Anywhere, I look for his dad to get some comeuppance. And who knows who else is going to show up. There's no way that Batista is the man to end Triple H's in-ring career. There's just no way. Um, now, we're getting to have some fun here. Seth Rollins is not going to win the Universal Championship. Brock Lesnar will retain that championship because there is more work for Brock to do. There are some more guys for Brock to to face and there's some more time for him to sit at home and hold the belt hostage so oh Brock Lesnar uh, still your universal champion because I don't believe that we're going to get three new world champions so Seth will have to take the back seat for another time um, as Kofi Mania will run wild with uh, one of the biggest pops we've ever heard in Wrestlemania history as he becomes the new WWE champion and listen for the last six months, she's been the most popular thing, uh, certainly in terms of women in the sport. And yes, Charlotte won the title last week. Also, she could help give Becky all the gold at the end of WrestleMania. Becky Lynch will truly be the man and hold both titles over her head. Charlotte will give her a big giant hug. Ronda will leave pouting. Sasha and Bailey will come out. And all four of them will stand tall as the four horsewomen. But they may not be alone because perhaps Rhonda and her crew will at some point join her. I, I just, I think we're going to get a very interesting moment to end WrestleMania 35. But uh, those are my predictions. Oh, I didn't say the tag titles. I'm sorry. Aleister Black and Ricochet make history. They're going to be double champions by the time WrestleMania is over. And people will really look at them as the real deal as they'll hold the NXT Tag Championships and the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. And uh, this is not this is not totally new. As if you remember, when Paige made her, her debut in WWE the night after WrestleMania 30, she was the NXT Divas Champion or the NXT Women's Champion, excuse me, and she won the Divas title. Uh, from AJ Styles on her first night and uh, back then NXT had her relinquish the championship uh, I don't know that they'll have Alistair and Ricochet relinquish it or what they'll do with it but Alistair and Ricochet are going to be stars come Wrestlemania weekend dripping wow. in all kinds of gold that's our predictions folks um, so there are enough matches here you know uh, Courtney and I are only separated by one match so uh, anything can happen with this championship. Yeah, but we certainly didn't pick uh, the same matches on this one. 
No, we didn't. We didn't. NXT TakeOver and Mania, there's some major differences there. And uh, who knows if Clack will even be available enough to give us some picks. So hopefully we can find them from him. Come. He told Friday. me to, to pick them for him on Friday. Well, then Friday it'll be. So we'll see what yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants me to give them. Oh, he wants you to give them. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I definitely want to hear what you guys have to say in terms of these picks so let us know on social media and uh this friday we're going to be talking all about our favorite wrestlemanias of all time and if we think this one will end up saying the top five of all time we'll talk about that uh on this friday's podcast so be on the lookout for that here's how you could reach out to us by way of social media courtney at c major build on instagram or twitter courtney build on facebook let's holla and, of course, you can reach me at Bonnerfine in all aforementioned places. And, of course, check us out at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All weekend long, we're going to have all sorts of WrestleMania-related news. We'll be talking about that G1 Supercard as well. Uh, I don't know if either of us will be watching Hall of Fame, but one of us might. And if we are, uh, we'll talk about that. I'll be watching the G1 Supercard for sure. And uh, it's going to be a crazy, crazy weekend. So uh, we'll be back with you Friday with all sorts of great content. And then, of course, we have our WrestleMania follow-up show. And then there's the real big shows for Raw and SmackDown, which you know they're not going to disappoint the night Lit. after WrestleMania. They're going to get that one right, absolutely. So until then, it's Courtney, it's Clack, it's GB. We are the faction. They call us the gateway to greatness.